This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. My name is Germ, this is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. How long I have waited to say this. Thank you for joining me in the trenches, Jesse Lee Peterson. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, I appreciate it, it's amazing. Have you been to my side of the pond? I have not. I, uh, I would like to one day though, but I haven't yet. How's the information war treating you? No, all is well with that. Um, I expect that to happen in life because our battle is a spiritual battle. It's a warfare between good and evil. And so I expect to have the battle because there's no way around it. Mm -hmm. There are mean people in the world today, really mean, nasty, jealous, envious people. But then there are those who have overcome and they're of good. So we're going to always have that spiritual battle going on inside of us and outside of us so i had no problem with it. i expect it to be that way for those who don't know your background uh what is it you grew up on a plantation in alabama is that right yes i grew up on a plantation down in alabama um near tuskegee near montgomery tuskegee area i uh grew up there during a time when jim crow existed and we had to work the plantation, pick cotton and all that kind of stuff. Um, I left there when I was 18. I moved to Los Angeles, California at the age of 18. And I've been out here off and on ever since, for the most part. I grew up at a time when black people were, were not followers. They, they didn't have people over them, leading them, telling them how to think and what to do. They were not relying on the government. Uh, they bought their own land, they worked, they taught their children to work, and they bought their own land, they had businesses, and they were free. Unlike today, they are no longer free. They're relying on someone else to tell them how to think, what to do, how to vote. They're very angry and they rely on the government. This, there's an irony though in what you're saying because weren't your great-grandparents slaves? No, they were not, not that I'm aware of. I know that um, my great-grandfather was killed. He was, uh, <clears throat> he was running a plantation and there was an, a black guy who was fired from another plantation. And so he came over and asked my great-grandfather for a job, I'm told. And so he gave him the job and, and the white owner of the other plantation didn't want him to do that. But my grandfather did his own thing. He was a, he was a you know independent person, free thinker, and so he hired the guy. And one night they came to kill him. He was in bed, but he had his gun under the bed, and he was able to run them off. And then they came back another time, and he went for his gun, but his wife had taken it from the bed, from under the bed, and so they were able to kill him. Um, but yet we were not taught to to hate white people. We were not taught to blame anyone because we knew my my grandparents and their parents, they knew that it was those white people fault. Not all white people were like that. And so they weren't into teaching about slavery and 
blaming folks and things like that. They were not, they were not victims. They dealt with life in a way that you should deal with it. Are you saying, Jesse, that that there were valuable life lessons that that you learned growing up on the plantation? Had I not grown up on the plantation, I would be—I would not be the person I am today. I would be weak. I would be a victim. I would blame everybody for everything, just as the blacks are doing today. But we were taught to be independent. We were taught to take care of ourselves. I've never not known how to work. Even as a kid, I was taught to work and to treat people the way I would like to be treated. Had I not been taught those principles, I would not be. I would not be the man I am today. I'm grateful for those. That's incredible hearing you you speak like that because the modern the modern narrative would be the exact opposite of what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, they're lying to the people because they want to control them. And so the best way to control people is to demoralize them uh, and and lie to them. Then they'll start believing you, and then you control them. And that's what's happening today. The blacks are being controlled. They're being used for the destruction of America and to gain precede power. The worst thing that ever happened to black people, the worst thing other than abortion, is uh, the black so-called civil rights movement. The, this black civil rights movement in the United States was the worst thing that ever happened to the blacks and to our country. Blacks have only gotten worse as a result of the civil rights movement because they, the so-called leaders of the civil rights movement became the leaders of the black people and they sold the blacks over to the Democratic Party. They destroyed the family by giving uh, welfare to the black women. And so the black man left the home and it's just been downhill ever since for the blacks. They have only gotten worse and not better for the most part. Not all, not all, not all, but most. You, um, you were a Democrat, weren't you? And then you switched. Yes. When I moved to Los Angeles, I was 18, and I started listening to people like Jesse Jackson and Louis Farrakhan and all those people. And they were talking about how bad white people were it was the first time I ever heard the word racism, right? And so being a teenager, I believed, being young, I believed what they were saying because I thought they were leaders. And once I believed them, I joined the Democratic Party. I thought white people were against us. And I thought that you can make it if you were black. But then I soon questioned things. And one, one day I, I asked myself, so if white people are holding the blacks down, why is it that people like Jesse Jackson and Louis Farrakhan and the so-called civil rights leaders, they're doing very well. They live in great communities. They're married. Their children are going to the best schools and getting the best jobs. And that's when I realized, when I, once I moved here, that the civil rights leaders were lying to the blacks, that they were using them to gain perceived power and wealth. It wasn't true what they were saying. So. I looked at the Democratic platform. I had never read it before that point. And the Democratic platform was anti-God, anti-country, anti-family, 
and they don't respect the blacks at all. They don't think blacks are capable. And so I left the party and I read the Republican Party platform. And uh, so I said, wow, the Republican Party platform is about God, country, family, and constitution. So I went back to God and I said, you know what, God, I need one more favor because he had already changed my heart from anger to love, right? And so I said to him, I need one more favor. He like, what is it? I said, I'm a Democrat. You have changed my heart and I can no longer identify with the Democratic Party. Could you forgive me? And God said, yeah, I forgive you for that. And so I became a Republican. And now the Republican Party is no different than the Democratic Party. We have a one-party system now in the country, so I don't know what I'm, how I'm going to vote next time. One of the best autobiographies I've ever read uh, is Righteous Indignation by Andrew Breitbart. And he was um, already in the late 2010s, 2011s, he was criticizing the Republican Party, saying that it needs to go back to its roots. It needs to go back to the yeah. Tea Party. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. The Republican Party need to return to God, family, constitution, and um, freedom and all that. But I don't, I doubt, they might, but I doubt if they will ever return because they too are into power. They want power and they want wealth. They don't care about mm -hmm. the voters. They don't care about the country. They're, we have a one-party system now. And so I don't know if they will ever return to being the Republican Party again, only in namesake. But I doubt if we will ever see a strong Republican Party in America again. I think it's over. I was looking at what's happened at the borders between Mexico and the United States. It's a mess. They have illegal aliens coming in from around the world, everywhere, bringing in all type of drugs and crime and breaking the law to come here. And instead of the Republican Party speaking out against it, they're in favor of it. They're talking about amnesty now. They are providing free living quarters, free food, free everything for the illegals because the Republican Party want the votes as well. It's no longer about the American people. You referred to Donald Trump as the great white hope. Uh, what, do you, what did you mean by that? And do you still think that? The great white hope. And so... <laughs> da, da, da. Oh, Don, you're a little controversial. You're talking about illegal immigration. I said it's illegal. You're right on time. We were just talking about illegal. <laughs> 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 Amazing. When Donald Trump, he put America first. He is about making things better in the country. Jobs, freedom, uh, uh, bringing back uh, businesses to the country, protecting America, shutting down the borders, uh, putting up a wall. And we have never... I don't know when the last time we ever had a president that was truly about putting America first, putting the country first. And Donald Trump is about that. And that's why they hate him so much. White people hate it anyway. White conservative men are hated. And so they really hate Donald Trump because he's an individual. He's a free thinker. He doesn't hate the country. He loves the country. And they hate him for that. 
the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. They hate Donald Trump. He's bad for the country in their mind. I'm guessing you weren't a fan then of Obama. Not at all. As a matter of fact, on my show, I warned the people not to vote for, for Barack Obama, the fallen messiah. The fallen messiah, Barack Obama, and Big Mama Michelle, they were the worst thing that, other than the civil rights movement and abortion, they were the next worst thing that ever happened to America. We are more divided now than any other time in the history of America as a race of people. The blacks and the whites are more divided than any other time. And Barack Obama did that. Uh, Barack Obama nearly brought America to her knees. He's a socialist. He hate America. He hate Christianity. He hate God. He hate anything that's good. I remember when uh, Black Lives Matter was chanting that far left radical evil group worse than the KKK. They were chanting, what do we want? Dead cops. Uh, when do we want them now? Peace in the blank and fry like bacon or something like that. And Barack Obama, instead of punishing them or, or disagreeing with it, he invited some of the leaders to the White House. And it's just been downhill ever since, man. And I knew it would be that way because I don't know if you noticed or not, is that black people today, it wasn't always this way, but black people today are used to destroy. They don't build anything. And they don't make it better, they make it worse. They can move into a white community with nice homes, the grass is green and it's just beautiful. They'll destroy it. And I said that if America elect Barack Obama, that Obama will destroy the country. And that's exactly what he did. And now they're putting the blacks in leadership in Congress, senators, in the police departments and mayors and governors. And they are, going to, they are destroying this country because it's not in their nature to make it better. It's only in their nature to make it worse. So we're not going to turn around. Why do you think that is? Because they hate good. They hate God. They hate the white people. They are blaming everybody for their downfall. So they've lost, they have no love. So they've lost the, the, the uh, they've lost their talent of making things better and adding to it and making it better. They have lost that. They don't have that anymore. Pastor James Manning from Harlem, he said the same thing as you. I know who he is. I've interviewed him several, a couple of times at least. You know, the same thing happened in South Africa. Mommy Africa. Mm. I remember when uh, whites were in control of South Africa, it was beautiful. It was amazing. And then the whites over there did exactly what the blacks are doing here. They gave over their country to the blacks, and now the blacks are running it, and it's a mess. Crime everywhere. They're even going out into the suburb areas and, and in, the, in, the, in the farmland. And they're killing the whites. They're raping them. They're along the highways. They are attacking them. The same thing is happening here now. And I tried to warn the people that if they put these blacks in control of our country, that what is happening in Africa will happen here. And it is happening. It's totally happened. Defunded the police and everything. 
So do you think it was a mistake uh, for Nelson Mandela to have taken over South Africa? 100%. 100% mistake. That should have never happened. Nelson Mandela is, is a socialist. He's a communist. And he was never for the people. He was for himself. He was for power and wealth. And, but they, they pretend he was a leader. He cared about the blacks. He cared about it. And he didn't at all. And now we have the mess over there. And that's what's happening here as well. Do you think that there is uh, a way to turn it back? There is a way, but I don't think it ever happened because white people are free in Africa and here and other parts of the world. They're afraid of being called racist. They're afraid of, of losing their things, their stuff, you know, their jobs and things like that. And the blacks know that now. And so they use, and the, and the liberal whites, the media, liberal media and politicians, they know that. And so they use those words in order to control the people because they know that the people are afraid. And so what we've been doing for the last 22 years of my organization, Bond, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, we're trying to point the right way for men and women to return to God to come back to that order of God in Christ, Christ and man, man over woman and woman over children, right? We need to bring back that order. And I don't see that order coming back anytime soon. Now, there are people who are starting to wake up, a few, but I don't see that order coming back because men are afraid today. They're jealous. They're envious. They want revenge. They gossip. They act just like women. And so... There is no difference anymore where there used to be a difference between the man and the woman, right? But now the men are becoming like the women and the women are faking being men. And women were not created to lead. They were created to follow. And anytime you put the woman in control, it just it's never going to work out well. That's why God told men, the man, anytime you listen to the woman, you will suffer because it's not in her nature to lead and in her nature to follow. And they are putting women in leadership roles and they are only gonna make it worse because they don't know how to make it better. It's not in them. So how is all of this happening? What's going on? Um, the, uh, what I noticed, that's a good question. What I noticed is that they are erasing Christianity and anytime you get rid of Christianity, you're able to get rid of the men. Because whether we know it or not, or we accept it or not, men are sons of God. Even if they're beta males, they're just weak sons, but they're still sons of God. And so if you can get rid of Christianity, get rid of the man, then you can bring in evil because evil come through the woman. And love come from above through the man and anger, which is evil, come through the woman from below. And so the women bring in evil, and the men have been taken away from God, turned them away from their earthly fathers. And when you destroy the man, it's over. It's just over. So what you're saying is that it starts with God, and then the man, and then the woman, and, it, and, the, and that's how the pyramid goes. That's the only thing that will ever work. Nothing else will work. You could pretend that other things will work. It won't. 
You can you can act like it's working, but it's not. It comes from above down. It doesn't come from below up. And that's what's happening in our world today, not just in America or South Africa. It's, it's really happening in, in the uh, white countries because white countries were built on Christianity. And as a result of that, they were able to build great countries with freedom and, and individuality and uh, opportunities, right? And so they're getting rid of the Christian message of forgiveness and think for yourself, don't put anyone over you. And they're getting rid of that and they're replacing it with evil. So there's no way for it to turn around. Do you see the same sort of thing happening in, let's say, black countries? Well, it happened a long time ago in the black countries. Um, long time ago, they used to worship God, but then something happened and they start worshiping women, animals, um, money, everything but God. They worship one another. And so when they started to do that, they took mm -hmm. God out of the pictures, picture and now they're, it's just the black countries are out of control. And that's what's happening in the white countries as well. Wikipedia describes you <laughs> as a misogynistic, homophobic, anti-black, white supremacist. But other than those things, what are your bad <laughs> points? What are your bad points? <laughs> <laughs> my bad point is that I love God with all my heart, soul and might. I know that we must be born again of the spirit of God. I realize that the order of God in Christ, Christ and man, man over woman, woman over children. I know that um, nothing is going to get better until we return to that, either as individuals or the whole country. I don't see the whole country changing. I know that in America, I've read that white people are becoming the my, my minority instead of the majority, right? And I tremble when I think about the fact that white people are commonly my, my minorities because when the people of color take over, they're going to destroy the country. As they have done with other countries, they're going to destroy it. They're not going to make it better. And that's why I'm telling white people, they need to start having babies instead of abortions and, and one kid or two kids. They need to have a truckload of babies so that we can save America because the colored people are not going to do it. Kanye West said recently that, uh, that there are too many black babies being aborted. Do you agree with that? 100%. Abortion is evil. In New York City, it's being reported that more black babies are aborted than are born. And uh, it has gone through the roof. And the reason for it is that the fathers are not around to guide the mothers and the, and the children, the daughters in the right way to go. Um, they're offering these people money, welfare checks and things like that. And there's no God in their lives anymore. And so blacks are easily used for destruction. And abortion is one way of doing that. And the so-called black leadership in America, they don't care at all. They've been bought out, paid off. And they don't care that abortion is destroying. And abortion was founded by Margaret Singer, a white woman, uh, years ago. And her plan was to wipe out the underclass, which was the black people, eugenics, right? 
And then what she did was she gave awards out to the black preachers like Martin Luther King and others. She bought them off. And now the so-called black leadership been bought and paid for, sold and paid for, and they don't care that the blacks are having abortion. They just want to be the leaders and they just want money for themselves. But abortion is evil. Anyone that's commit abortion uh, uh, is committed evil, but they just don't care anymore. And it's sad because you see in the media today how much abortion is celebrated. Yeah, it is. As a matter of fact, in our country, I'm pretty sure you're aware of this, the U.S. Supreme Court gave back abortion rights to the country, let them decide, to these different countries, different states, to let them decide, let the voters decide if they want abortion or not. And that it should not have never gone into the U.S. Supreme Court at all. It should be up to the voters. And the, and the women got mad about that. They were ticked. And some of them were saying they're going to have abortion. They're going to have abortion just to prove to you they can do what they want. And so abortion is, because these women, they hate men, they hate God, they hate what's right. And they are willing to kill the children, try to prove that they're equal to men, and they're not. And it's a mess when it comes to abortion right now. All human beings that are born through the woman are born into sin. They have hatred in their hearts. And hatred is of the devil. Anyone that has anger is worshiping the devil. They have no love. And so it's happening all around the world because it's a battle between good and evil, right versus wrong. It's not a physical battle at all. It's not between blacks and whites. It's not even between male and female. It's between good and evil. It's a spiritual battle, not a physical battle. And most people don't see that. Is racism a real thing? There is no such thing as racism. It doesn't exist. It has never existed. It's a lie. It's a, to uh, a lie. As, as I said earlier, I had not even heard the word racism growing up on that plantation in Alabama at a time when things were supposed to have been bad for the blacks, right? But my parents and my grandparents and others always told us that it was a battle between good and evil. All white people are not evil. All black people are not evil. It, you can find good and evil in all culture. And that it was about that. It's not about color. No such thing as racism. No such thing as sexism, homophobism, Islamophobism, uh, ism, Allahu Akbarism, Debidaism, white supremacism, or anti Semitism. No isms. It's either right or wrong. You're either of love, which is of God, or you're of hate, which is of the devil. Isn't that what, amazing? What was apartheid then, or Jim Crow laws, etc.? Was that just hatred? Yes, it was just hatred. Anytime someone has anger, which is hatred, they want to control someone else so that they can feel better. That's all it was. It was not racism. No such thing as racism. Even God said that our battle, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities and wickedness in high places. It's a spiritual battle. It's not physical at all. Do you think that um, 
mass immigration is a problem. Yes, sir. It's a mess. It is evil. And in our country, they're using it now to destroy America in the same way they've done all the Western world, Western countries. They are destroying it with mass immigration. No police. Letting the prisoners out of prison. No bail bonds. Turning the races against one another. Mass immigration. When I become president or we bring back the great white hope, we're going to put the wall up. Well, the wall going up. <laughs> we are going to drain the swamp in Washington, D.C. That's right. <laughs> You're a fan of having good borders, good strong borders. We should have strong borders. We should have a wall around the border, just as they've done in Israel. They have a wall. I went there uh, once, and we sent another crew back, but Israel has a wall, and it helps. And they know that in this country, but they don't want to do it because they want the votes. They're looking to the illegals to come in and vote for the Democratic Party, and that's what it's all about. Look at all the money they're giving to uh, Ukraine. You heard about that? Mm. They're giving The Ukraine, Biden administration. Yeah. They're giving them buku money, tax dollars, right? Mm. And protecting their borders. While our borders are wide open, anybody can come in. They don't care. No jobs, no nothing. And they're taking care of Ukraine. It's crazy. It's insane. And it's all about the money and the perceived power. So no, there's no such thing as racism. It has never existed. <laughs> I remember when... Uh, the fall of Messiah. You know who that is, right? Obama. <laughs> yeah. I remember when he left office. You know what the first thing he did? Maybe the second thing? He got a house in Washington, D.C., and he built borders around it. He built a wall. These people, our government, protect themselves. The entertainers protect themselves. But they don't want the, reg they don't want the people to protect themselves. They don't want you to have a Second Amendment. They don't want you to have freedom of speech because they want you in fear. They want to control you. It's all about control and it's all about perceived power and wealth. The right to bear arms. We have a right to bear arms in America. And if we give up our weapons, we lay down our weapons, it's over. Because in all honesty, that's the only thing that's really holding them back now from taking complete control of the people is that we still somewhat have the right to bear arms. But if you give that up, man, it's over. There's no way to protect ourselves. They've gotten rid of the police, defund the police, and now crime is through the roof. And they don't care if, it, if you're in a cafe or a store. They'll walk in. The blacks are just walking in, stealing, robbing, killing. And so if we lose our Second Amendment, that is over. It's, it's over for the freedom. Many years ago, when it was still okay to say the name Bill Cosby, uh, he, he was interviewed um, and he said that hip-hop, rap, gangster culture had a very bad influence on black youth. Uh, did he have a point? He had, yes, he did. And the reason for that is because a lot of the young people are already angry. They hate their mothers because their mothers impose their will on them. Their mothers turn them away from their fathers. So they're already angry. 
and when they would listen to hip hop, that would encourage them to carry out crime and to curse and do all the stuff that they were doing because it was it was like a drug. It would make them feel better. And so the hip hop music, especially back in those days, it's a li- it's not even it's a little better now, but not much. And it was definitely bad for the for the youth, real bad for them. Talking about killing cops and all kinds of stuff, calling women bitches and whores and just all kind of mess. But the kid was already angry and they were falling mm-hmm. for it. Years ago, when I first started out, and the so-called black leadership and the black adults were telling the young black people that cops were your enemy and that when they stopped you, you know, if you had a broken taillight or, or you look suspicious, if they stop you, they're stopping you because you're black. They're stopping you because of racism, right? And so the young people grew up believing that. And I, used, I would say, no, don't tell the young people that. It's not true. That's not why they're being stopped. And when the stop cop them, stop when the cops stop them, they should follow the instruction of the cops, right? But these people were telling them other things. And so when the cops would stop them, they would curse at the cops and they would yell at the cops. And sometimes they would pull out guns on the cops and all kinds of things. And so that just led to uh, uh, some blacks getting killed by cops because they were not following the instruction of the cop. They were fighting back. And instead of blaming the people who were overreacting and not following the instruction of the cops, they were blaming it on the cops. They called it racism. And so the attack was on the cop and not the people that was committing the crime. And it's a mess, man. Is there not a problem with uh, white cops killing black people? No, there is no problem with white cops killing black people. I guarantee you, if the blacks were to just follow the instructions of the cops, rather than cursing at them, running away from them, pulling out weapons on them, and giving them a hard time because the cop don't know, he has to protect himself, right? I guarantee you, if the blacks were to follow the instructions of the cops, rarely will you have a, a negative turnout that it will turn out negatively. It will always turn out well for the most part, but the blacks don't follow the instructions of the cops anymore. And now the cops are concerned about their own life they, because they don't know if you're going to kill them or not. They have to look out for themselves. Is a lot of this that you talk about, is it to do with the implosion of good family values? Yes, 100%. When I was growing up, there's no way that we would have thought twice about yelling at a cop, about running away from a cop, about trying to kill a cop, or any of those things, because we gave the right kind of respect to the cops, and we appreciated the fact that they were protecting the community, protecting the innocent from the bad. And so we had an appreciation for the cops, but that's all gone now. It doesn't exist anymore. For the most part. Do you think that respect is missing? Yes, 100%. Respect is gone. And that's what happened when you remove Christianity too. When mm. you remove the, um, 
the father from the family, God from over the head, the father from the family, you lose respect. You don't respect yourself and you don't respect others. And that's what has happened to the blacks and to, it's starting to happen with whites now because they're getting rid of the white fathers. It's starting to happen with Hispanics because they're getting rid of the fathers. And so the same thing they have done to the blacks, they're doing it to other culture. You destroy Christianity, you destroy the father, it's over. And that's what's going on. No respect. People don't respect each other anymore. You mentioned um, some time ago that women, <laughs> that women shouldn't have give, been given the right to vote. Is that part of it? That was a horrible mistake. It was another big mistake that America made by giving women the right to vote. Because women, you know, until they overcome the fallen state, return to God by loving their earthly fathers, forgiving their mothers, women are, uh, uh, are very insecure. They live in their imagination, which is of the devil, and they are very emotional. And so they make decisions based on what they think and what they feel. And as you know, all thoughts are all lies all the time. All thoughts and emotions are evil. Those emotions that make you feel good and those that make you feel bad are evil. And women operate based on how they think and how they feel, not understanding that the thoughts are coming from the devil. They're not true. They're not real. But women are not meant to be making decisions like that because they make the wrong decisions. For example, in our country, the women are taking over, right? In the schools, in the government. And as a result of that, you have now so-called same-sex marriage. You have crime everywhere. They want to take care of the people. The mayor of Los Angeles is now a black female with a fro, with an afro. Have you ever seen a black woman with a fro? <laughs> <laughs> Do black women wear afros in your country? Yes. What a mess. <laughs> well, they just elected a, 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 a black woman as mayor of Los Angeles, and she has a fro, a tight fro, too, real tight and short. And you know the first thing she did? She she is a declaration for the homeless. And what she's saying is they're gonna lease out apartments, hotel rooms, and things like that for the homeless. They're gonna take care of the homeless with our tax dollars. And in taking care of the homeless, the homeless are gonna destroy the hotels and motels and apartments because if they don't take care of anything. Homeless people destroy. They don't even take care of themselves. So how are they going to take care of something? You give them something free, they're going to only get worse. They're not going to, they're not going to uh, make it better. And that's going to make it hard on the motel owners, the apartment owners, and other businessmen. This woman is making it difficult for them and the taxpayer because we're the one that pay for that. That means our taxes will go up as well. A woman made that decision, is making that decision, because it's not in her. She has no logic at all. Hmm. Are, are you suggesting that women should always obey men? Yes, absolutely. 
A man should never marry a woman that's not going to obey him. It should be during the courtship, the dating time. It should be the first question. Are you going to obey me? Are you going to follow me? And if she says no, dump her. She would never make for a good wife or mother. It would be hell. How do you deal with the hell of your wife when she's mad about nothing? She's just carrying on. You wake up in the morning. You know how sometimes you wake up in the morning, you had a good sleep. You wake up with a smile. You're all happy. And she wake up angry already about nothing and looking over at you smiling. She goes off. Uh, do you think that <laughs> men have also lost being men? Yes, absolutely. It's sad too, man, because women need men to be strong. Women are supposed to look up to the man. The man is not supposed to be looking up to her, right? And uh, every time the man listens to the woman, he suffers. And so women all over the world, whether you're married to them or not, they need men to be right. They need them to be strong. They need men not to need them so that the man can bring them out of the hell that they're in. Man should only love God with all his heart, soul, and might, not the woman. Because when he loved the woman, he is making her his God. And he's not going to be able to guide her in the way she should go. And men today are pathetic. I never imagined that. They gossip. They act, they're jealous. They're envious. They're revengeful. They look to the woman to take care of them in many cases. And, and as a result, the world is suffering, and especially women. Women need men to be strong. Women do not love men that love them. Mm. They don't want you to need them. They want to need you. And you already have everything you want because your love comes from God, from above. Women do not have love to give. Have you noticed women don't have love to give? Women don't have love. They only have hate. They only have anger. They do not have love. That's why they destroy the husband, the children, the cat, the dog. <laughs> the, cat. The, the, the paint on the house and they kill the grass because they don't have love. And men are supposed to help them overcome the love. And the reason they don't have the love because their mothers have turned them against their fathers when they were kid, kids. And their mothers did it to them, and their mother, it goes on and on. And so women don't have love because they're not getting the love from their fathers. They resent their fathers. And as a result, they have taken on the identity of the mother. And her identity is that of hate. It's that of the devil and not of God. And it happens in the homes. It happens in the schools. It happens in the government. It happens in military. Wherever you put the woman... Women are not equal to men. They can never be a man. They can never think and be like, well, they can eventually think like a man if they overcome the anger and their minds are renewed by God. They will have the mindset of the man so they would never want to be like a man. They would be happy being a woman. But anytime you put it in control, the morale and everything will go to hell in a handbasket. Mm. Uh, Donna, who's uh, watching right now from the US, uh, she's she's asking what about men who make bad decisions though uh, any man that make a bad decision has the mindset of a woman he doesn't have his mindset he have a he has an illogical mindset 
And so he's making decisions in the same way women make the decisions. As a matter of fact, a man, in all honesty, never have to make a decision. If he had the right mindset, he would never have to make the decisions. Decisions always would be made for him through God. And all he would do is just live it. He would see what to do and just do it. Anytime you make a decision, it's coming straight out of hell. It's coming from an illogical mindset. And that's why it is always the wrong decision because we were not created to make decisions. We were created to follow God, to follow what's right, to love one another, to follow the truth. We are not capable of making decisions. No human being is. As a matter of fact, to be, and to be clear, there's not one human being on this earth ever since the beginning of mankind that has ever made a decision. We don't make decisions. We're influenced by evil or influenced by good. We don't make decisions at all. Do you think that um, Kanye West is trying to bring that back to, to society? That, that's a good question. I don't know for sure. It seemed to be. I like the fact that he's saying that uh, we should love all people because we should. God sent his son because God loved everyone. And he knew that it wasn't the people that were bringing on destruction, but it was the devil that made a home in them. It was the hell. It wasn't a person. And so he loved us all. That's why he sent his son so we could be born again of him and overcome anger. And so we should love one another. And if, if that's what he means, he's on the right track. But I want to interview him because I don't know his whole story, right? And I would like to interview him so I can ask questions that would bring clearer answers to what he's really all about. And I can't tell in the media what he's about because the media would never tell you the truth about anything. And so I would love to talk to him and, and hopefully I will soon and interview him. But if he's, he's right about love, we have to love one another. We're, we're supposed to love our enemies and love means don't hate. If you don't have anger, you have perfect love. If you have anger, you have no love at all. Seek first the kingdom of God in his right way and all will be added. Because in all honesty, man, within us, the kingdom of heaven is already there. And in that kingdom is God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And if we were to live from within, we would simply live. We would be guided by what is right. And we would see that of ourselves, we can do nothing. Of ourselves, we know nothing. And of ourselves, we can't change anything. That's why once we are born of the kingdom by forgiving the mothers and returning to the fathers, we enter into the kingdom of heaven. And that's when you start to live. You just be and let life happen without an opinion about it or decision making and all that crap. Anyone that makes decisions are living in darkness and they think they know when, what they want and they don't. And groups like Black Lives Matter are very much lost in that sense. Very much so. Fat, black, radical lesbians who hate God, who hate the family. They are, they are monsters, and they admit it that they have been trained to be that way. And so uh, they are worse than the KKK. 
And it's unfortunate because they, too, haven't had good fathers and mothers to guide them in the right way, so they're very angry. And if someone were to tell, were to tell, would tell them, forgive their mothers and return to their earthly father, their lives would change just like that because their hearts would change from anger to love. Anger is evil. Anger is hateful. And I know some people like to say Jesus was angry. No, he wasn't. Jesus was not angry. He discerned. And we have perfect love. You see injustice. You deal with it. You don't hate it, but you deal with it. You speak up, but you don't hate. And that's what's missing. You, you've said twice now in this conversation that uh, Black Lives Matter are worse than the KKK. Would you mind explaining that? The KKK was only able to destroy the body. You know, but Black Lives Matter destroyed the souls of the people, especially young blacks, by telling them it's about racism, it's about police brutality, and all those things. And so what does it profit a man that he gained the world but loses his soul? And Black Lives Matter have caused the loss of a lot of souls by making black people and others believe that it's about racism, it's about sexism, about the isms, and it's not. And anyone that has hatred is losing their soul. So you're making the argument that it's actually very simple. The, the formula is very simple. Very simple. If you get to know yourself, God said to know thyself, meaning to keep your eyes on yourself from within. If you know yourself and you see that you resent your mother, you will see it. And you're going to be afraid to go and forgive her, your mother or your grandmother, whatever woman raised you. You're going to be afraid to face her because anytime you have anger, you have fear. Whomever caused you to become angry, control you. And so when you see that you have anger, you're going to see that you cannot help yourself. And your mother or your grandmother could not help herself. And you would go and say, hey, mama, I'm sorry for resenting you for screwing up my life. I realized that you couldn't help yourself. Don't ask for forgiveness. You apologize for resenting them. They can help themselves. That's what it means to honor the parents. It's not like you're obligated to your parents, right? And then you forgive your father for not protecting you from your mother because your father is married to your mother. He's married to a mother because you become attracted to what you hate. You can't get away from it. Every woman you get involved with until you forgive your mother is your mother. And, you, and, and the cycle starts all over again. You will hate her. She will hate you. She will destroy your kids by turning, having no patience, turning them against you when you're not paying attention. And the cycle repeats itself. But if you forgive your mothers and forgive your fathers for not protecting you, now you have love. And when you do make children, you will create children of love instead of hate, and you will start a new generation. That's the only way it's going to ever change for anyone. It's spiritual, it's not physical. Mm. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's an honor to meet you. Wait, I've got my final question for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. I'll ask all my guests this. Let me ask you something before you ask yes. me my final question. So are you black? Am I? No, I'm white. I'm Caucasian, yes. Oh, you Caucasian? And so why you look like you mixed? That's a good question, Jesse. That's a very good question. That might have something to do with the my family heritage. Oh, amazing. Oh, okay. Mm. Nice, mm. man. Well, you look mixed, but I understand now why. Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. 
right. Do you love the great white hope? Uh, let me show you something. Right on. Oh, amazing. <laughs> the great white hope. Uh, in front of you, Jesse, there's a crystal ball. What do you see? Interesting. I see some men and some women returning back to the father and overcoming anger. And I see the rest of the world going to hell in a handbasket. It's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse because they're setting it up so that it doesn't get better. They're degrading men, they're getting rid of men, and they're replacing it with women. And as long as you replace it in the home and the schools and governments and things like that, it can only get better and not, I mean, it can only get worse and not get better. So I see things out there getting worse, but if you return to the Father inside, you can live in this world and not be affected by it at all because you will have perfect love. But it's only going to get worse rather than getting better. Evil is taking over. The people are pushing anger. I remember a time when I was growing up, they, they said to love one another, to pray for one another. Now they're teaching you to hate one another, to be angry. They're saying anger is good. Anger is a good emotion. Anger is not. It's an evil emotion. Jesse, where can I follow your work? Go to rebuildingman.com, rebuilding theman.com uh, and jessieleepeterson.com jessieleepeterson.com It's that easy. That was a fun conversation, man. I totally enjoyed it. And say hello to Mommy Africa for me. And uh, we're going to have to talk again soon. I want to interview you. Is that possible? Absolutely. Jesse Lee Peterson, thank you for joining me in the trenches. Absolutely. God bless you. Merry Christmas. My name is Jim. This is Jim Warfare, the Battle of Ideas. If you enjoyed this podcast, please visit supportgerm.com.